Thursday, the 30th of March, 2017. Joining me as usual, Dan Miller, myself, Dave Scotland, and our regular, irregular guest. Always a pleasure, Tom McGill. Welcome on board, sir. Good evening. Hello, hello. And tonight, we are going to dive headlong into Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. which originally was going to be The Martian in 3D. Ah yes, we we uh, we fell over at the last hurdle with a pair of uh, 3D glasses that didn't want to cooperate. Mm. So we altered course and jumped into the director's cut of Batman versus Superman because that's the second next best good thing after you can't see the Martian. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) there's there's absolutely some logic there. I was in a sci-fi type of mood, I reckon, and you know when you come come to these things, you want to be like. I was in the mood for this kind of sci-fi adventure thing, and then the only other choices seemed to be, um, you know, uh, uh, slapstick comedy, and I was like, no, that's not jiving with my groove right at the moment, <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm in this sci-fi mood, so yeah, Batman versus Superman, eh? I agree, <clears throat> and, and as, you, as you get older, you started to really define your genres, and there are a whole bunch of them that don't exist in my collection, like... Musical. Um, do musicals still exist? Well, they do. They, I have to tell, tell the truth. There, there is a couple Hollywood. of things. There is a uh, uh, small section for musicals, and that's for Leanne. Oh, okay. But I would not. I don't even like movies like um, Tangled. Uh, I was really uh, getting yeah, into yeah. Tangled because you know it was really cool animation, especially yeah. the horse. You know, yeah. it was. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the music struck up and they started singing. And I've never been a fan of. It's like, where's the band? Where is the music coming from? You know, like Greece and that sort of stuff. I'm no, never been a fan. And they always seem to do music in a genre that I just doesn't appeal to me. I don't know. There's no hardcore techno musicals are there where they all break I don't know they're called music videos I guess and they're much shorter and I didn't mind Tommy you didn't mind Tommy right Okay. is that the deaf dumb and blind kid that plays a mean pinball I didn't mind that's a rock and Margaret rolls around in in tons of uh, baked beans at the end yeah 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 Yeah? it's a rock opera I can speaking of that I can handle Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah or so, the little shop of forest. Yeah, a little shop of forest. But, but as you get older, back to my original point, because I think we've proved it. Um, you define your genres, and they're not. I'm not rushing out to get any of those films. I might have enjoyed them when I saw them for the mm. first time, but they're not in my collection. Whereas That's sci-fi, <clears throat> fantasy, action, mm-hmm. they're my style. You know, like. That's the bulk of my comedy. Comedy, not so much. I not, don't have comedies I don't either. Buy comedies. Mm. I, I watch them on Netflix and you know Fox and things like that. But I don't 
I tend not to purchase them. I got some, and there's, there's effects in them, visual effects. Mm. And stuff like that. I got some classics, like director cinematography classics, mm. Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. Oh yeah. For example. Yeah. And yeah. Those, yeah, I've got some classics. So there's a couple got, of those sort of directions I go in. I've got The Day the Earth Stood Still, the original. And <clears> I've got the – what's the – I always forget the name of it. The, where they have to leave Earth. There's an asteroid that's about to crash into Earth. And they, oh, I think there's about 15 movies there. Yeah, you've got to be a bit more precise. The, the, the ship <laughs> is this pointed cylinder that they build this massive ramp and right at the very end, they actually make it to whatever the planet is they, they're supposed to go to. But um, meanwhile, everyone else gets left behind, and <laughs> it's. Don't know. I'll have to. It's a classic, classic. Maybe we should watch it and review it. We yes, definitely. I don't know what you're talking about. We'll put it on the list. So, uh, Batman versus Superman mm. released in 2016. 25th of March, mm-hmm. um, also Ooh. known as Batman vs. Superman. So it's an annual review. Dawn, Dawn of, of Justice. Justice. Anniversary. And Batman vs. Superman with a with a colon. Is that... Are they going to do another one? Like, did we need... Did, am I wrong in thinking that they've left themselves a bit of room to potentially do Batman vs. Superman <laughs> something else? Batman vs. Superman 2. Do you know what I mean? Round two. Like the Dawn of Justice thing? Or did they just put the Dawn of Justice <clears> thing <throat> on so that it leads us to... That's what I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's. I mean, we've got Wonder Woman and Ackman and The Flash, I think, and Cyborg or something or other. Yeah. Um, and it actually might be the other way around. Mm-hmm. The movie might actually be the Dawn of Justice movie with Batman and Superman in the title. Yeah. Because that's cool. Could be. Well, listen, before we go any further, I think it's important that we throw out um, some qualification mm-hmm. to discuss this subject. Mm-hmm. I've never read a Batman comic in my life, mm-hmm. right? I've seen all the movies. I like most of them. The ones I don't like, I really don't like when they got all funky there. The, mm. They're the ones that are probably not likable. <laughs> it's okay. When... The bat no shame suit, there. Round about the time that the bat suit had nipples. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. When the sequins and sparkles start to come out, and the nipples start to come out, that's when. Yeah, yeah and Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, was the nemesis. <laughs> yeah, that's um, when it doesn't end up in my collection as well. So, but yeah, I th- I, I have to throw. Where are you guys standing? Um, out of ten, rate your fanboy level. With Batman and or DC Comics in general, because I can say the same about DC Comics. Mm. Anything mm. they release, I'll, I'll tend to have a look at, because like I said, it falls into my genres. It's action, mm. uh, lots of visual effects, um, a little bit of sci-fi mixed in there. So I'll watch it, but I'm not a fanboy as far as the lore. Mm. When someone starts yeah. saying, oh, did you spot that logo in the background? And that's the that's when Robin mm-hmm. became Batman. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and then they could lose me. Um, are you guys similar? Um, close to that. I, the, the few DC comic books that I have are either DC Vertigo, which there's quite a few titles there that I love. But that's not mainstream DC stuff. Mm-hmm. Or the ones that my dad bought in the 70s when we were little kids and they're all pretty much not so mint anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're really old, ripped up comic books uh, of the olden days. I'd love to see some of those. Some of the, I'd love to... They're also in German. I'm heard that, I've heard that the Batman <laughs> franchise started very dark. Um, similar to where Nolan took it. Is that right? I, I did, no, sorry. I, the few ones that I have, meaning that's you can count them on one hand. 
See, that question that I asked you is exactly what I was hoping that we would avoid asking each other for the very reason I'm putting this caveat out there mm-hmm. um, because I can't answer a lot of this stuff. But what I can do is judge the movie as a movie-going audience member mm. um, and also somebody that's been around this tentpole sort of film thing from both sides of... Um, as a child, I watched more of the Batman TV series than I ever read oh, comics. Yeah, so yeah. for many, many years, yeah. that, that was Batman for me. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, Kung and Pow and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the Dutch, everything Dutch. So much, colourful, very so much colourful. Dutch that it can do your head in. If you watch that show for too long, you, you start to get a bit of vertigo. Uh, some people can't watch it at all for that reason. Mm. But yes, I'm, I'm the same. Um, the old '60s TV series yes. um, was my Batman growing up. Like it wasn't until the movies Correct. came out that I realised that it it had such a, a previous law, a previous life before the 60s movie, uh, 60s TV stuff. Still some, one of my favourite um, superhero movies of all times is the original 60s Batman movie. Batman the movie. The one with the shark repellent That's and, right. and the bomb that he could yes. never get rid of. <laughs> yes, it's um, a classic. It's, it is a classic. So, uh, one uh, of my favourite toys as a child was a Batmobile that I got. Oh, yeah. And uh, had a little Batman and Robin inside. Did it have little rockets? It had little rockets. Yeah. It had little special buttons that you little could button. press. And, and, and the headlights little... folded down or something, I think. Possibly. No, I don't think. It, machine not, guns in the headlights? It that, had, that it had machine guns. James, that could have, have machine the, guns. the James Bond car. What about you, Dan? Um, bit the same as Tom there. Um <clears throat> Read a little bit of Batman, but I don't own any of the comics anymore or any graphic novels or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, used to watch it as a kid, uh, religiously on the telly. Um, and I don't know that much about Superman either. Um, and what actually surprised me um, was a lot of people knew a lot about Superman, actually. Because I never even sort of was aware that Superman was a kind of a thing and everybody was kind of, well, not everybody, but there were some people that were very into the character and into the lore and into the story. And, yeah. and of course, when some of these movies come out, you know, that sets these people off into conniption fits and they start going ballistic. And, yeah, I was never aware. I was pretty much aware that Batman was a bit like that, but I was never aware Superman had such a... You know, devoted, loyal bunch of people following him. Yeah. I liked what they did with the first Superman <clears throat> film with this actor of the new the new franchise, so I guess the new version of Superman, mm. how they treated him as an alien mm. as opposed to um, a superhero. Mm. The And he is. He's unlike a lot of the superheroes that we see. He's actually off-world, like comes from another planet. Mm. That's what actually gives him the, the superpowers. Yeah, it's um, it's something that obviously they they you know pushed a lot in this movie. Mm. I don't know. It's an interesting angle. Mm. Yeah. All right. So let's start with um, what did we think of Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice uh, as a narrative piece? Let's start out with the story, or or even before the story. Let's just as a as a movie-going experience. Did you enjoy? The film. Yes. In general? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I didn't mind it. I think I was so so biased from all the op- opinions that I've heard before before mm-hmm. going in. Yep. How over the top long it was and... I do have some criti- critiques, <laughs> criticisms, but yeah. I'm and often when I go in with low expectations, I 
I leave that room to be pleasantly surprised. I'm already disappointed going in. I'm expecting, bracing myself for, for disappointment. So when the disappointment happens, yeah, that's what I've expected. So I can either get confirmation that what I expected was true, or I can be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very rarely that I see a movie and it's even worse than I expected it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't think this one was worse than I expected it, but it also didn't presently surprise me either. It, it, it sort of met your expectations. It was, yeah, pretty yeah. much. The only thing that, well, I knew it was long. I didn't, I didn't uh, yeah, expect the it to be cut. quite so long. Yeah, the director's card. It, <laughs> it turns crazy. out later on that we watched the director's It was crazy long. <laughs> and, and speaking of long, they released today some information about the new Justice League movie. It's longer. Oh, shit. It's two hours and 50 minutes. Gavalt. Holy Jesus. Which is 20 minutes longer than the one we watched. Um, that's an epic. You have to do those in a number of sittings. It's almost like a serial then. That's an epic to- <laughs> amount of time, isn't it? But I don't mind if a movie is long. You know, one of some I'm of my favourite movies, uh, yeah. Lawrence of Arabia. How long is that? Yeah. Three hours or something. Uh, good, the bad, At least the ugly, feels like you know, it. It just goes forever. But I really don't mind long movies because you can really immerse it. 2001, yeah. you immerse yourself in those films and you yeah. can just, especially on a, if you see them on a big screen, they're lovely. Yeah. It's great. I love... Just without interruptions, watching a movie into three hours and get really into it. So what did we just? But if they're boring, that's the problem. What did we just? Well, what did we pick there? Lawrence of Arabia, um, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. What was the other one? Two thousand one. All cinema cinematography masterpieces. Though there would be people who argue that two thousand one is pretty boring. Well, what I was what I was saying is that they're all yeah they're all pretty slow paced as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. They're slow burners. Yeah. Is that, uh, I don't yeah, know. but there is no. There's and, always something taking the story forward. And well, they're, they're visually stunning. They're, they're, they're three hours worth of, you know, on average, three hours worth of just stunning cinematography mm-hmm. with massive vistas down to really close ups and then back out to massive vistas. There's, there are, those three films are a perfect example of the mastery of lens, you know, in, in storytelling. I definitely enjoy all of those, and I'm going to sit through all of those three movies. Um, what was it, um, and I suppose we're starting to get into slightly different territory here, but the story for all of those three movies, Good, the Bad, and the it's not really a very dense story. No. Even 2001, mm. right? No. He's walking from one end of the ship to the other end of the ship, you know, there, and there's probably a long sequence where we're just investigating and we're watching him from different angles, and it's like... <clears throat> it's fairly slow paced and yeah. I mean this movie had some slow paced stuff in it but there's not a lot of um, you know baroque details yeah. going on in the story it's yeah. just a straightforward guy plus robot in space let's yeah. move forward yeah but you'd think that that would bore you even more whereas <clears throat> with this particular one Dawn of Justice they try to be very clever with with the storytelling with the uh, with dreams and with going back in time and yeah. having re remembering uh, what's it called re- flash flashbacks yeah. and uh, actually putting a lot of you know, people it's, it, on a mountain and all sorts of yeah and yeah. it feeds into the previous movie the man of steel where it sort of the first 10 15 minutes of this one are the same battle sequence that we saw at the end of man of steel yeah what did we think of that while we're on it? Well, we're starting to drift into Oh, that story. starting stuff was mm. good. Mm. I like that. What, the starting stuff? Well, yeah, no, the, the action with the Superman s- battling. The seeing, yeah, seeing that action the from, Kryptonians. from Bruce Wayne's oh, I thought that was... I enjoy that stuff. Mm. I think that's mm. really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, Dan? Story. Are we into story? Or, or, or generally we can all say... 
popcorn movie, which is that's its goal. I, I mean, definitely it, had the popcorn movie thumbs up kind of yeah, a feeling, and I'm the same. Yeah, it was a bit long, and yeah, you know, we can talk about the different. But at the end of it, I was like, and I've I've had the. I've seen both versions. I saw the cinematic version, the theatrical release, and then I saw the one we watched the other night, which is the mm. director's cut, which has a, close to half an hour's worth of extra f- film in it. Yeah. I can tell you that the theatrical version did not get my thumbs up. There was just weird stuff all over the place, missed opportunities. There was there was flashbacks that were explaining not a lot, you know. There was these weird dream things explaining not a lot, and then all of a sudden there were other jumps in exposition where they missed an opportunity to to do something with it that, that made that to make help it make sense. Well, we've got a fairly dense story, and we'll start talking about that soon. But you know, if you have a very dense story and you've chopped bits out of it, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and you know, and it's a story following two two characters totally separated. Right, they, he's he's got his life, he's got his life, sort of thing. And yes, they've got a common th- thing going on there, mm. but it's and they're both being manipulated for a, a goal to bring them together. That's <coughs> right. Um, and we still have to care about them, so therefore we have to get to know the, the the people they love and they care about, and we have to see that they have feelings and all this sort of stuff. So there was the juggling of the two stories, and from time to time, I sort of got lost a little bit as to who. Which story am I following? You know, which, and, and it felt like there's literally two stories wrapped mm-hmm. in wrapped in one box. Um, you can do that if it's Lord of the Rings, where they start out as one story and then they split off and then their dual pathways happening at the same time, just in different locations. It's still the same story; they're just in different places. You know what I mean? Mm. But this didn't feel like that. It felt like there's a world over there, well, across the bay, as it turns out, um, and a world over here, and. I'm learning and trying to care about that and then I'm learning and trying to care about that and then it's like, is, is he a bad guy now? Is he not a bad guy? Or Thinking about The Lord of the Rings, again, I think it's a, it, you know, it might split into two stories and it might go over very long, mm. but I think the story, just from my memory, and I, don't quote me on this, truth, my, you know, mileage may vary, but um, the stories are simple. There's one bad guy and he's the bad guy and he looks like the bad guy and he's obviously the bad guy. And there's two people in two different places trying to move forward yeah. in the presence of the bad guy. Yeah. <clears throat> when our heroes kind of, you know, we get get our two stories here, but then there's this other bushy periphery stuff. If you think about, like, Superman, um, Superman's got Lois Lane, yeah. and then Lois Lane's got her boss at the... Oh, what's his name? Barry White. Barry White. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Barry White. Barry White at the uh, <laughs> at the newspaper, yeah. and um, Superman never talks to him. Yeah. So we've got this kind of degrees of separation that we've got to follow. That there's there's a little offshoot over there, and then we've got all of this other machina- machinations of this person is trying to manipulate that person because that person's following this person who yeah. didn't do that before that. And so that's what makes it difficult. You know, if it was just like bad, back to Star Wars, bad guy is in black yeah. and he killed somebody. Cool. He's bad guy. Yeah. Good guy's wearing white. All right. I'm set. Yeah. You know, reach for the popcorn. Let's go. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, that was my, one of my, my kind of um, negative things about it. And look, just maybe let's just add another thing to it. And this is, a point that you just raised 
Think about the amount of things that are kind of going on. And look, we got another another chick turns up. She turns up, and she's a main character as well. Absolutely. And then we got yeah, we got dream sequences. Yep. So we go into a completely different world that's not even the same world. And then, like you said, we've got ghosts yeah. as well. Yeah. The the advantage is that these are all well known characters, and it's very clear who is bad and very, who's evil. It's, okay, it's, that's there's, true. there's no denying, there's no no doubt in anyone's mind that yes, the film is called Batman versus Superman, and yes, we're going to have the big fight. Yeah. But really, they're both good guys, and they're well, going to shake hands at the end. There's <laughs> no doubt for the entire thing, and you just want to see them uh, have at each other. Try as they may, they they didn't quite succeed but it was it was a worthy go at it they tried to paint the good bad thing being a point of view where well, look, they have look to at justify. Alfred at what Alfred was saying to Batman about he's not our enemy you yeah. know and that whole thing and and then ultimately at the end it was Superman's sacrifice that oh spoilers um, Superman's sacrifice that that was the catalyst for Batman to realise that um, that he was wrong, you know, and he became the went back to the light side, I guess, because he was on the dark side there, I guess. I found that 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 was probably why the movie was so long and 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 complicated, yeah. because the producers, writers, directors had to somehow come up with a way to justify that these two would come together. Good guys would actually yeah, um, didn't, fight each didn't other. Didn't Lex Luthor and Batman have more in common throughout the most of the film than Batman and Superman? What sort of things? Lex, what, they were Lex, both rich? No, they were both, they were both anti-Superman. They were both possessed with finding a weapon, taking this guy out, he's too much of a threat, he's too powerful. They had more, they shared more in common, I think, mm. throughout the film than, say, Batman and Superman did. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, but that's, yeah, I that's do. the way they portrayed it to us as the audience. And then, in the in, right at the very end, Batman woke up and realised that but, he's not a threat. He's, the... he's here to protect us. And, and, that's and what, what, what did they, what did what did do that? So he spent hours and hours, or days and weeks, in his timeline, well, getting angry yeah. and riding up. And then what what changes his yeah. mind in the you end? You brought up the Martha factor oh, early. Oh Lord! Sorry, no, no, we, we can deal <laughs> no, with no, that later. No, no, you're right. I say get it out there. <laughs> Because it's, That's the best they could come up it's, with. Even the fanboys are very disappointed with one word, well, a person's name. You know, you've you've literally got the thing that'll kill a super, like a, a super powerful, all-powerful all alien under your boot with a spear that can end his life and someone says somebody's name and it just happens to be the name of your mother and it's enough to stop you from... And it changes your perspective on everything. And I woke mm. up and it was all a dream. It's wafer-thin writing. It's terrible writing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, am, sorry. am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're totally it's right. It's wafer-thin writing. Imagine if, let's take it in a different direction, imagine if Batman sinks that spear into Superman's heart yeah. and kills him. Yeah. And then you take the story on from there. Because... Spoiler alert. Then you get another movie out of redemption, you know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because, you know, spoiler alert, 
Superman's not really dead, right? Yeah. And, and they and they even they even spoil their own movie at the end by saying dun, 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 roll the credits oh by the way Superman's not really dead you could have done it's that okay. you're right Dan you could I mean Superman gets pierced through the heart in the he, end he gets, and it ends with him being dead yeah. why couldn't that have been the movie that Batman kills him <laughs> yeah, yeah. end of movie yeah. and now we're all waiting ooh <laughs> Absolutely. where's the second part? we know that Superman won't be dead be... but he's going to be pissed when he gets back <laughs> right <laughs> from, a tr- from, from a franchise perspective even if there was redemption there would always be distrust yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you set it up. Always be distrust. You've Don't forget, you killed me once, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and they need to have that distrust, don't they? Because yeah. there's always going to be a bit of dispute over who's running the show with the Justice League, mm. isn't there? Mm. There could have been other angles that they could have used with um, Lex, or even Lois could have burst in, you know, and and started ranting. Something would have stopped him. But for for just one word to start, it just didn't. It didn't make it for me. Mm. Well, it's a cockamimi scheme to get them together, so it's just as easy to yeah. you know to get them to fight and hate each other. So it's just as easy to. It's like a loaded spring. It's you, you don't believe that they're gonna be such antagonists anyway. Yeah. So you just let go. Hey, they're friends again. Yeah. Look, this was not my point. This was something um, some other people brought up. But um, Batman was fighting Superman, mm-hmm. but Superman wasn't fighting Batman. No. Superman had to go in and try to yeah yeah I'm gonna punch you in the face because you know he, some dude has got my mum and I just have that to he just... should have been doing what he was doing he was telling him to don't mm. stop the vigilante bullshit mm. and go home like don't go out tonight sort of thing um, but yeah you're right he he didn't pick he's a fight under with duress him. Yeah. right he's fighting because he's you know mum's in trouble and all of that sort of stuff so yeah. again that was another little weak element if you're gonna have Superman versus Batman well maybe Superman should be just genuinely pissed off at Batman you know I actually want to fight you you fucking shithead <laughs> <laughs> you know rather than yep. my mum says I've got to fight you <laughs> he was telling him to <laughs> stop the vigil <laughs> oh did we have a sound thing I, I fixed it um, yeah, so, yeah, there were those things. The other thing that I thought that they probably didn't exploit enough was the moral dilemmas. Mm-hmm. They started to, I think they did, you know, I mean, they certainly started to, you know, but they could have really ramped up the pressure on that. They had, um, you know, Batman being a bit conflicted about whether Batman is actually a good guy or a bad guy. He's kind of a bad guy who does good things, yep. you know, or tries to do good things. And then you have Superman who's kind of more of a good guy, really, who accidentally blew up a city or failed to save a city from getting blown up. And yep. It's the, the, the whole branding of the... That he br- takes a branding iron to the mm. felons that he captures. Yeah. He got knowing nasty. full well that they get... I got the Killed sense. In jail. Yeah, I got the sense in this story, he he was he got nasty at some point. Mm. I didn't realise, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Christopher Nolan is the executive producer on this on this film, and I, I didn't know that until I watched the credits. And then I realised that's right. The, the mansion was all burnt out. This is a continuation mm-hmm. of the Nolan three movie series mm. it's not a reboot it's not like a restart it's just a different Batman a different actor in that same role that same universe mm-hmm. so all of those backhanded comments about you know Jokers and whatever he's referring to mm. the people that we've seen mm-hmm. and he doesn't live in the mansion remember he lives in the little glass house on the side of the lake mm-hmm. and he keeps mm-hmm. driving past the mansion and it's all burnt out and that <coughs> sort of stuff 
the Batcave got an upgrade and it looked fantastic, you know. Um, it was all glass and, mm-hmm. you know, little, less rock mm. and drippy water and whatever. Um, but, yeah, I was – I don't know. I might be completely wrong, but they, it, it would stand a reason – if with Nolan signed on as part of the film, it wouldn't be a reboot. It would have to be part of... They wouldn't reboot it and then leave the guy that made those three movies in it. Doesn't make any sense, no. So I think it just got a new <clears throat> Alfred and and Maybe. Batman actor. Because I, 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 didn't, I thought it was a bit of a reboot because they, it is a different Batman because more angry. Soft it was reboot, certainly a, a very different Alfred to the Alfreds we've seen so far. Mm. So this is not a Michael Caine character. Yeah. This is, I thought this was, because he was doing the tinkering in the Batcave and making the armor, which is in the other movies, Morgan Freeman. Mm. It's that he, Lucius he, Fox. He's got this guy who yeah. does all the, all the, Tech stuff for him, and, and then Alfred he's got is Alfred, a bit of a butler, like he's a, a bit butler. of a just. A he butler. looks after the house and, and is the front. Yeah. You know, when people knock on the door, um, you know, is the cover. Yeah. Whereas in here, they put Alfred and Morgan, uh, Alfred and Lucius Fox together into one person. True. Yeah. So yeah. I did feel like this was a reboot. Thing. I'd love some confirmation. Character. I'd love. We need to try to find that out. I, w- I really would like to know if if it is a continuation. If we, mm. if this is the fourth movie in the modern Batman franchise. Mm. Mm. It's probably the fact that in the 50 years of Batman comics or however they were, the mansion probably burnt down 20 times. <clears throat> it could be in the it's law. The, the mansion yeah, burning down could be in the law. Down. House burns down. Because once again, we had to see... I mean, that's the other thing that sort of leads me maybe away from that. That my conclusion is that we once again saw the parents die. Mm. Mm. That's what I picked up Why on the first we time. To, we, you know, every and it's not always the Joker who does it, is it? I told you there's, there was uh, two people at Comic-Con uh, dressed up as the parents, oh, yeah. and every time they saw uh, somebody in Batman outfit, they would just instantly <laughs> lie down on the floor. <laughs> the crowd would just clap. Um, it's genius. So, um, and then falling down the well <clears throat> at the start with the bats and the whole. It, it, those things leave me maybe away from my idea of it being a con- continuation because you would think, well, do it's we really more. need that if we've just got three movies mm. that explained all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff? But yeah, I just saw that. Are you? Did you see that Christopher Nolan was actually part of part of the listing there? Let's have a look as a as a producer or as a. I think he's down as a producer. So the movie was directed by Zack Snyder. Um, written by Chris uh, Terrio, David S. Goya, and there are four more credits in the writing. Let me just have a quick look at who they are. I think some of those guys have done um, other Batman movies. Executive producer. Batman. They look like they're the creators of Batman. So you've got Bob Kane and, and Bill Finger, who are, and they're credited as Batman created by. Oh, okay, cool. And Superman created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. All right. Um, and there's a couple of other credits against character Mercy Gray's uncredited character Mercy Graves uncredited Bruce Tim and Paul Dini but it looks like the main writers for this film was Chris Terrio and David S. Goya mm. um, well they could have written a hundred things but yeah. they don't ring a bell to me Christopher Nolan is executive producer and if you know what executive producers are they are people who are it's something to get the name into the credits. It's a, yeah. it's a meaningless yeah. title. He was the writer for Man of Steel. Um, Snyder. Uh, no, sorry, Nolan. Uh, so that ending ending fight, that 
came out of Nolan's. I, I, there's something about the affiliation. Normally, from my from my experience, if someone does some kind of franchise, um, some kind of property, and they're still affiliated with a newer version, um, you it it lends itself to there being a. A sense of ownership there that continues through and if he did if he was involved with superman well it's certainly it's based on that story man of steel so it, it, it this film couldn't and you could be see the way it is without that other film as it's yeah. as it's you could see elements of it in there there was that sort of nostalgic type of uh yeah you know the smallville kind of um uh, vibe in there that sort of slow paced you know, homesy, ranchy kind of uh, vibe that was yeah. definitely in the Batman versus Superman one. Absolutely. So, story-wise, what are we uh, what are we talking here? Let's let's give it a, a score out of five for, for narrative for story. Mm. It was a bit too busy, a bit too busy, and I think well, there's obviously I think a comic. There's obviously a graphic novel, mm. and whether, I don't know how closely it follows that or whether they were trying to. The death of Superman, you mean? I think that's... Is, oh, is yeah, that the no, one? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure at the heart of this particular film is the lore around the death of Superman and how he gets taken out by... Doomsday. Doomsday or whatever. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so I definitely think it was a bit busy. Um, yeah, a bit too much going on. Um, and, yeah, sorry, the other thing that I was thinking is that it kind of sounds like... Batman versus Superman was the very first thing that they wrote on the whiteboard and then they thought now now what are we going to do yeah. <laughs> we know the shape of the hole <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right yeah. What? shoot some pegs at me <laughs> yeah. what yeah. sort of pegs can we come up with so rather than it was being you know what a cool story would be if we had you know boy meets girl yeah. no it was like you know 12 girls and 16 guys so it's like yeah so that was my yeah so I don't know it's but a little bit the, low on my list of the Marvel movies have a good track record of doing interesting stories good yeah. films and yeah. They, they, how many, you know, how many main characters did the last one have? The, the, the Civil War. There's dozen. Yeah. A dozen character stories that you have to follow, and they can pull it off in, in, in quite, less, quite less nicely. Time. Yeah, in less time. And, and story-wise, there, there certainly was a story there. Yeah. And uh, it's not the, you know, normally if you want to see Spider-Man fight the Hulk, then one gets told lies, and the other one or gets drugged or gets possessed there's always mm-hmm. some sort of you know mm-hmm. superheroes in comics they fight mm-hmm. the good heroes they fight each other you know that's their way of saying hello to each other <laughs> yeah but uh, they tried something else here they tried to not make them be possessed mm. they tried to give as you said each one of them has their own point of view they're trying to tell the story of how Superman sees Batman how Batman sees Superman trying to give them some believable um not hatred, but mm. some, you know, that they don't agree on, 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 yeah, some, some motivation for, for them to actually be antagonists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and, and they, they try to do that throughout the entire first two hours of the film. And they make you believe, yeah, okay, they're going to fight. And there's, there's some good reasons why Batman is angry or Superman might not have such a good reason, as you said. So Lex Luthor has to kidnap his mummy. Mm. But then after building it up so, for such a long time, you say Martha and hey, buddies, and we yeah, cuddle. Yeah, yeah. So that it was, it was just, just 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yellow, yeah. Ri- ri- yellow ribbon ending. So the yellow ribbon aspect of writing, we you know that you should never go near. Yeah, it's bizarre. They put all that effort into sort of doing all of that stuff and then they, yeah, wrap it up with, yeah, that's really weird. I, I don't know. It sounds like and the writer, writer, they got stuck in a corner. Did it feel like the painted. Wonder Woman character got shoved into the film at some point? Like, If we didn't have Wonder Woman in the movie. Did she need to be there? Yeah, exactly. Did she need to be if there we, at all? Ca- no, she needed to be there. How come? Because we're trying to sell Wonder Woman Oh, movies. okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> she needed to be there because we've already had in the film, we had a gratuitous shower scene with um, Batman was in the shower yeah and superman was in the bath yeah right so we if we didn't put wonder woman in there we've got a very different movie on our hands don't we? <laughs> all right we haven't talked about wonder woman actually because it's actually sorry we should rename this movie yes superman versus batman including wonder woman yeah and, and also wonder and woman. also wonder woman <laughs> as well it is a funny scene where where he asked you know where Superman asked Batman, is she with you? And I thought she was with you sort of thing. Um, they kind of worked. And yet, they and yet worked. They're, they're gods among men, you know. They're superheroes about to battle this, you know, knocking down buildings and things like that. And they have this little – it was the only real comedic moment in the film, isn't it? Is there many? No, there was one other one at least that um, annoyed the hell out of me. I instantly thumbs down. Which was that? Superman's mum – has been caught by the bad guys. She's fucking terrified. She's about to be... Set on fire. Set on fire. (laughs) And some black monster comes out of the thing and kills everybody and then lands on top of her. And she goes, "Uh you've got a cape. You're one of the good guys. And we're like, (laughs) and I'm like, oh, fuck off. You know, she's fucking terrified. She's not making jokes. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And what did we think of... um, what did we think the, of the brutality of these heroes? I've never seen in the first ten minutes of this film, Superman committed murder. Am I right? Well, at the end of Man of Steel, he snapped General Zod's neck. If that's what you mean. Well, that I can almost accept because they were both super, right? They both. No, no, they were fighting. They were he fighting. Took fair a, enough. He There's... took out a human, right? Put him through seven walls. That guy died. Who? That guy, which guy? Which guy? The guy that was holding Lois with the gun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah. that he guy. That him. was oh, that was so long ago. Yeah, he was. He's dead. There's Anything no the way he's coming movie. back from that. No, yeah? he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> just the just the blunt force trauma mm. uh, of the initial impact mm. would have been enough. I don't know what the the rules are that whether Superman kills people. I imagine you know he's a Superman sort of Superman doesn't kill people. Yeah, he's yeah. not supposed to. And he then Batman's got with fully automatic weapons. And I thought that was the thing that Batman didn't do, yeah. which was go around with the full with the guns. Yeah. Yeah, it's all batarangs and uh, yeah, gas pegging people up, shark repellent, yeah, 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 stuff. So it took a turn. This, this is this a sign of where DC movies are going? Because I don't know whether there's as much death going on in the Marvel franchises. I don't think there is. Sure, people die. Oh, sure, people die. Oh, yeah. There is. I mean, when the Hulk picks up a tank and. Chucks it against a tree. Yeah, there's but they're probably dead six off guys screen. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they're dead off shot. screen. They're off no, screen. No, no, no. There's a shot. Then there's there's always a quick shot where you see them crawling out of the, and crawling ah, away. Because right. the Hulk, like Superman, the Hulk does not kill. It's like yeah. the A team firing all those AK 47s. Murder, right? Mm. This is murder, isn't it? When Superman took out that guy, that was <laughs> murder. And when Batman, even in this dream sequence, he's breaking necks. Yeah, he's got a fully yeah. automatic weapon in one hand and a handgun mm. in the other, and he's literally popping guys in the head. 
Yeah, I can't believe if Batman does those things. Yeah, Batman would use the tools at hand. No, no, if I don't. If that's a shotgun, yeah. then he would use. The no, shotgun. no, I don't think it's a, it's horrible mur- murder. It's just um, pro no proactive self defense. <laughs> I was what I was going to say. <laughs> proactive Down the track the guy would have taken. Yeah, me yeah, out, proactive so self defense. But I think the the problem was more that um, yeah, there were you know Batman was supposed to use guns and maybe Superman's supposed to be like a bit more of a good guy than that. So yes, they did take a bit of a turn for the wor- uh, for the darker side. I think absolutely. Um, uh, another thing that I want to talk about was um, Wonder Woman, right? Yes. yes. More on Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Dan will keep bringing us back to back Wonder to Wonder Woman. Woman. The actual Gal Gadot important thing. Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot. I don't know how you it's, how you pronounce it's it. Gadot. I saw I saw her being interviewed on Jimmy Kimmel. She okay. she schooled him on how to say the name. Oh, it's not a real name; it's her acting name. Oh, right. Like, or no, I think the family came up with it. Uh, maybe it could be an acting name, but it's Godot. Okay, Godot. Um, she was a um, Miss World. Oh, Israel. From, yeah, yeah. Ah, interesting. Um, okay, so she's got her own theme song. Yeah, <laughs> How yeah, cool of is it, too? Yeah, it's a cool theme song, brilliant. too. I think it's the actual Wonder Woman theme song. It is, from, from the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from ages ago. From the TV show no, or something. No, no, no. Right? It's um, um, the, the riff is a heavy metal... Um, that do yeah yeah. I recognise the riff from War of the Worlds. Are you the, sure? Yeah, are you, yeah. you sure it's not actually Wonder dun, Woman's dun, dun, theme dun, song? Dun, 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 dun. And there's and there's one. one. <laughs> it's it's a real guitar. Right, it's a I'm heavy metal it, thing. I'm gonna put it on the line. Okay. I'm yeah, yeah, say it's yeah. a modern interpretation of her actual theme song. Not f- not from the TV show. Okay, I'm 50%, 100% confident. Let me, let me throw it. I'm going to throw the original theme uh, because I can remember that that original theme <laughs> from the TV shows. That oh, okay, I don't know. I, I thought it was a modern interpretation. Well, You'll love it. You'll love not, it. If not I play. knowing the original TV theme, I'm with Dan in just logically that if I was a composer, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take what. Take a, an older theme and, and yeah, revamp, re- reprise it. it. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like Indiana Jones has a theme, right? And you can all sing Indiana Jones's theme, and I think that's the coolest thing about you know, and and the the, the first time. Because <laughs> it was at that time. Where there was a big disco influence, right? So yeah, early yeah. 80s, late 70s, early 80s, there was a real disco influence. I remember even... Oh, okay, yeah, you did remember it. Yeah, well done. <laughs> because even at the time, they would go to a break in the... The Brady Bunch would have its theme, right? Mm-hmm. The opening theme. But when they would go to a commercial and come back from the commercial... Mm-hmm. You would get this funky disco riff on the bass guitar of the theme, <laughs> like you know what we should do. It was awesome. It was really cool. And all the TV shows of the time had this really funky bass guitar. I remember that riff really, really well. The the Wonder Woman theme song, the one that you're talking about, you've it strikes a chord because it's it is um, the melody. From Lord of the, from War of the Worlds, you know the stage play War of the Worlds that the people everyone owns on CD. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The Wayne's well, uh, the Wayne's is it? Wayne's the guy that created it. Yeah. Um, but it was also turned into a hard, hard rock. Okay, riff mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And um, 
as soon as I saw the trailer for Wonder Woman, I recognised that rift. And you're right, it's her theme. And all through this film, every time she came onto the scene, okay. you would hear this theme. And I think she really upstaged the other two guys. The music upstaged. <coughs> like yeah. they, they didn't even have a theme. You no, even, they don't even have a, don't have a theme. And she had her own theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that I thought was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I'll put it on. I'll put um, it on. I've got it here. You know, I, I just quickly one step back while you're doing that. You know what we should do is get the movie and cut in the old disco theme when she comes in and charges in, you know, in the, in the fight scene. <laughs> and she's out there. Yeah, yeah. This is some serious shit here. Looks like it says music, Batman versus Superman, uh, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Junkie XL. Okay, yeah. Which is dance music out there. Ah, taiko drums as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is awesome, man. Yeah. Right. Is She With You by Hans Zimmer. Ah, okay. But see yeah. these other people that are credited? I've really got a feeling that that riff, they're crediting the person that had the original riff, whether that's Junkie XL, um, who was a 90s big dance mm-hmm. uh, dance music producer in the 90s, or this Tom Holkenborg. Um, oh, yeah, this guy is Junkie XL. I've got a feeling this guy did that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and listen to this stuff too. Yeah, this this is, is like serious. This is Zimmer. Yeah, yeah. All over. This is, this is, troubles are brewing. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it's all through the. Um, we'll get a. We'll get a copyright infringement for that. Yeah. That music, um, but it's all through the trailer. So it's obviously the the Wonder Woman theme, and it's good. Like it's better than. The themes that were being used for the these guys, mm. absolutely. Now, um, that being said, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was um, Wonder Woman fighting. Now, what's the actual deal with Wonder Woman again? Her powers, yes, because we have Superman who's like muscle god, yeah, and we had Doom, Doom dude who's like muscle god, yeah, and then we had. Batman and I kind of one of the things I enjoyed was Batman kind of was starting to realise he's bit bit in over his head here. Yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of like, oh fuck, it's yeah. a bit serious. Um, but I didn't quite know where Wonder Woman fit in because um, she was going. Okay, she, she was kind of going toe to toe with this Doom dude, and he's like, "Yeah, let me at him. I'll give him one." You know, well, two. at one point she got punched about a hundred meters. Yeah, is that a thing? Through concrete and rubble, and she just sort of shook her head and then smiled. And then leaped back at him again, and there was not a scratch on it. Right, and that's the bit that I hated. That's the bit that I hated, right? Because she just, that bit destroyed it, right? Because if Wonder Woman gets smacked across the thing by Doom Fist, Doom World, Doom Death, explosive (laughs) nuclear bomb guy. Yeah, bigger Superman. And then she just goes, is that all you got? You know, and then it's like, oh, fuck it. And her sword could actually harm her. Yeah, yeah. Cut his leg off or uh, cut his hand. So why couldn't she just cut his so if I was the director, Punch would have gone across the thing and she would have face planted yeah. into the thing and she comes up with a dirty face and yeah. her fucking hair's all messed up and she like yep. staggers for a bit or something or other, you know, we've got to make it a bit dangerous. I I never cleaner after exactly. she went through the rubble. Exactly. Yeah. I never watched this Wonder Woman TV show. I never read Wonder Woman. She's of all the characters. All I knew was she was from an island. Yeah. That was Prince inhabited entirely by Amazons, women. Amazons, yeah. 
But the question is, and I, I always knew that she has her metal braces with which she swats bullets yes. out of the way. And she's got a, um, a, a rope that, that forces people to tell the truth. And she's got an invisible, oh, an invisible oh, yeah. jet as well. Yeah, an when, invisible jet. In the TV show, she'd lasso the bad guy and then pull them in and then ask them questions. And because they've got the, the, the truth, lasso, lasso of truth, <laughs> they would always tell the truth. Um, but my she question also is, flew a, an invisible jet. Yes, yeah. she did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always thought she was not invulnerable. Therefore, she has the that's, metal things to swap away bullets. That's, oh, that's, that's where I'm going. And I always just thought she was some sort of athletic chick <laughs> who just had some magic stuff. Yeah. yeah. Because remember when she arrives first, which is pretty spectacular, she drops out like the sky like a fireball. Does and she? Yeah, yeah. You don't know that it's her because because Doom is doing laser face of death uh, onto, yeah, and she yeah. jumps in front right. of um, Batman to save him. Save him. Yeah, with a... With her two very small. No, no she had a shield. <laughs> no, she used the bracelet. No, she used yeah, the two oh, very small bracelets. I yeah, thought yeah, she yeah. used the shield. Yeah, and Doom's got his yeah laser yeah, face yeah, going yeah, off. And yeah, yeah. So there must be something that to to justify that. Like, yeah. is it something that we don't know? I tell you law, what justifies something they brought to loops about. I tell you what justifies that. You get out the whiteboard and you got. <laughs> we're gonna have this Doom guy. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And now we're going to have Wonder Woman fighter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the kind of justification. It's like, yeah, yeah, she's got a braces thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah she uses that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah we talk about, um, before I use the analogy of, of <laughs> there's a round hole, mm. um, you can put a square peg in a round hole if the round hole is big enough dimensions. Mm. Like you can put any shape. Inside of, and I think and got a big enough hammer. That's sort of what they did. Hit. Well, what they did is they came up with a premise that was broad to, enough mm. that you could just shove whatever the hell you wanted in it. Well, they had a big scale, right? They had um, yeah. they had to they had to give a challenge to Superman, but yeah. then of course that could squash anybody else who's with the. I liked Batman, especially that scene where you know Doom was coming towards him. Doomsday's coming towards him, and he shoots his batarang, and yeah, he like and zips the hell out of there. And he's like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon Wonder Woman should have been doing a bit more of that. Yeah. The other thing, of course, that and this is the other thing that was in the back of my mind is that you know when when they're at those cocktail parties with Wonder Woman and they're talking, and she's not really Wonder Woman; she's just in disguise or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think didn't she say something like? You know, oh, yes, I've been out of the game for the last 605 years. Um, She said, uh, 100 years ago, I walked away from... Yeah, yeah. And her first day out, she has to fight Super Doom, explosive death god, and and she's, like, taking it in her stride. It's like, come on. Yeah. Um, She should be a little bit rusty. All right. The biggest sticking point for me for this film... Right. I can I can accept all that other stuff. It's fantastic. It's a superhero movie, right? We can we can forgive. We can say that she is impervious to everything, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> as it seems, especially her hair and makeup. Um, but Lex Luthor, the guy that played Lex Luthor, I forget his name. The acting decisions that he made, and the directing decisions that drove him to those acting decisions. Was some of the worst I've ever seen in any superhero film ever. The casting decision to start out with, I don't think with I would him, have cast terrible. him as a as a as a Lex Luthor. Absolutely terrible. Lex Luthor is supposed he's the reason why he can take on Superman and and big um, is because of his brain, isn't That's it? Right. It's because yeah. he's incredibly intelligent. Why does he have to be a nutbag? I thought the nutbag was the the Joker and the Riddler and these other. Mm. It's all about the games, playing games. Mm-hmm. This guy is not. It's about power, isn't it? Mm. Isn't yeah. it about power yeah. for him? Mm. 
and he's supposed to be his superpower, so to speak, is is his brains. Mm. When the whole movie was not about that, he let everyone else do the dirty work for him. He he was just this crazy friggin' loopy, and his performances were terrible. All right, I throughout think the whole film, I think you're, you're, you're yeah. So I think you're actually um, <clears throat> a little bit. Um, well, I've got a different opinion. Yeah. Because he was the brains, and he did concoct the most convoluted, I liked crazy plot. plan. I liked the plot side of him, right? Whoever wrote him <clears throat> is good. That's why I say it was his acting decisions. That's right. Yes, I agree. It was like he had, you know, yeah, yeah, all this, and he, you know, he loses his train of thought while he was giving the speech and all this. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, why did it? Why did you know that, that wasn't in the writing? Because he was supposed to be. Yeah, I, I saw him as the guy who's supposed to be in control, mm. and. Um, and yeah, he and then he, he suddenly kind of loses his way, and he kind of yeah goes a bit crazy. But then he's not not crazy for the next mm. forty five minutes, and he's a pretty regular dude. And then for some reason, for almost no reason, he, he tends to wig out and go a bit bananas for some time. You know that scene where he walks over and Clark Kent is talking to Bruce Wayne. Yeah, how powerful could that have seen? That could that have been if he didn't play it like that? If he mm. had played it straight. The mastermind manipulator. You know, I know, I know who you are. Did he know who they oh, were? Oh yeah, he did. He called them by their first names and everything. He knew well, exactly he knew who them, they were. but he did. He did not. He did. He know that they were. They had their alter egos. Are you sure? Because I didn't think that he would have. No, he knew who at they that were. stage. He knew who they were. I'm, okay. I'm absolutely convinced he knew that. And then later in the film, he calls. Um, he knows about Lois. Um, he calls. Um, he knows about Martha Kent, so he knows about the Superman side of things. I'm just, I'm just not sure if he knew about Batman and, and Bruce Wayne being the same. Yeah, maybe not Batman, but Superman. Superman certainly. did. Yes. Yeah, Superman called him Bruce. Mm. Um, but yeah, in that moment, that would have been like you've got those two guys in their alter ego, and then this guy walks over, and he's already been playing the manipulation game behind their backs and all this sort of stuff. But Superman found out during the party because he could have the he had the super hearing. Oh, he found out about Bruce. About Bruce at the party. But I'm, I'm talking about. Like if Lex Luthor walks over and you've got that three-way conversation, mm. that could have been a powerful piece of mm. cinema. Mm. Instead, it was it was ridiculous. They tried to do a, a funny joke. Yeah. You know, one of those ironic jokes. You know, those ironic, how yeah. ironic he's got a strong hand, but he's actually Superman. You know, yeah, I didn't think that was And I think there were other parts of the film where, where <clears> opportunities, <throat> I mentioned right at the very start of the show that there were, I think there were opportunities lost at in, throughout the film. And most of them were around him. Mm. That, that, mm. that because he was playing the kooky dick, that there were th- weird things. And then when he pokes the lolly into the guy's mouth. And yeah, yeah, thinking, yeah. What the fuck has that got to do with and Lex? And why Lex? are all his clothes a, a size too big for him? Absolutely. Yeah. Why is he playing basketball in the foyer of his, you know, oh, is he I was, young and... Yeah, yeah, he's young and, and kooky. Have, um, nobody understands young kids these days. We'll just get a crazy guy. My thought actually for an improvement on his character mm. was that he's the like... He's the prince, right? And Lex Luthor is actually the king. And so Lex Luthor, you know, the bad king, of course, has a million dollars and he's got everything. But Lex never did anything to get his money. And so Hmm. it's, you know, his motivation, because I couldn't really detect his motivation. His motivation was to be the evil guy, Hmm. you know. His motivation um, is to... He wanted to... But even power is a bit of a... um, Cheap motivation. It's yeah. kind of like saying, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, he's motivated to be the bad guy because you. you know, bad guys. Yeah. 
Um, How often, though, is a, is a good <clears throat> film hinged on the success of the bad guy? You, you put oh, a, good, good yes, villain yes, makes the movie. You've got to have a good villain. Yeah. And I think yeah. in this film... You know, in the Superman film, General Zod was a good bad guy. Mm. In a lot of ways, they have to upstage the good guys. And they have to- They have to compete for your affection. Absolutely. Right? And, but their motives have to be clear. <laughs> yeah. And they're not out to be evil, with the exception of um, the Joker, who is um, just wants to see the world burn, mm. right? And that's the character that mm. they, they've created for that guy. But everyone else, it's it's a perspective. Bad guys don't think, don't play bad- they just have a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. They don't the think there's so a bad guy. So General Zod, it was about revenge, mm. right? And because he was trying to protect the the future of Krypton, Kryptonians, you know, uh, because he stole, through the father, stole the database, you know, the database and the, the genetic code and all this sort of stuff, right? Mm. Um, so he was driven by that. But, but from his perspective, he was doing the right thing. Mm. That usually makes a good bad guy. When mm. the bad guy thinks they're doing the right thing, they're just misguided. Mm. This guy didn't get it. Like mm. who, either someone wrote it that way or he performed it that way, but it was terrible. It, mm-hmm. He was not a good bad guy. Mm. And that's, that's, I think, for me, the reason this thing didn't – I give it – I would give it um, two and a half. The things out of, I, out of five for for story, I, I kind of agree with you. But the things that I liked about him was that, and this was what I was trying to say before, is that he's kind of like the prince. He's like he's taking his first shot. He's taking his first steps in the world, and you know maybe he just wants to get power out or from under the dad's out yeah. from under the dad's shadow, right? Yeah. Um, and um, the other thing that I thought was good is that I don't think he's a bad guy in the sense that he's been a bank robber for a long time or he's been cheating on his taxes for a long time. Yeah. I thought it was this is his first outing as bad guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, this was his first time I'm going to go – he said to himself one day and he's, fuck it, I'm going to fucking go for it. I'm going to I'm gonna roll the dice, yeah. you know, and yeah. I'm just going to – Take on the world. There's one thing that I still haven't quite understood in this film. At the start, I was under the impression because he was so young, but also so rich and inherited it all. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, oh, this must be Lex Luthor Jr. And old Lex Luthor Sr. is the one who who died somehow Mm. after battling Superman for so many years. And uh, then halfway through the film, I realized, no, this is is the the, the Lex Luthor. This is the Lex Luthor, not not just a young kid who... Who inherited? Who inherited Lex, Lex everything? Mm. Because he didn't didn't seem like the self made billionaire. Yeah. Uh, that Lex Luthor is, who, mm. who runs multiple companies. Lex Luthor is almost the anti Batman, isn't he? Like he, he, everything he does is because of his money as well, and the tech he's got. He's got almost as much tech mm. um, in other areas and other sciences, I mm. guess. But yeah, for me. You gotta have a good bad guy. Every every yeah. good film, successful film that has good and evil in it, the bad guy, man, they they gotta you know, you gotta the other get thing, on board. The other thing that I did like that I thought was good, or there was certainly a sort of a starting of a good thing there, was that Lex had multiple backup plans. Mm-hmm. And that's what I kind of liked. He, he had all the sort of... Contingency. Yeah, yeah. He had all the mass machinations. He's got everything and he's... He, and that, yeah. that points at the intellect, doesn't Yeah, it? yeah. And everybody's dancing to his tune. Like, for example, in the when they're on the helipad mm. and, he, and he says, you know, 
I've got your mum, mm. but I don't even know where. Yeah. That you can't torture me. To, I don't even know. Yeah. You know where where she's being held. Yeah. Those type of things. And then, and this is probably what we should maybe start talking about next, mm. is that he had the he had the um, he had Batman and Superman fighting for whatever reason he wanted them to fight, and then they had then he had Doomsday as the backup plan for that, and then he might have even, in the next movie, have another backup plan that's yeah. fine. And so I kind of like that idea. That kind of sort of showed his mm. intellect that he was, you know. we don't know. We don't know what he got out of the database, do we, when he was standing in the goo is, yeah, yeah, at the end. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. He didn't need to He didn't need to play it as a kooky. Yeah. He could be a, a kooky, goofy kind of a character, but he didn't need to be the, the twitchy, out-of-control yeah. sort of a guy. Yeah, I think when I see performances like that from actors that are a, A-list a actors, which is he is, um, I usually blame the actor. I, the, it's an acting decision, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like the directors, very rarely will directors stand there and make you say things a certain way. They they set up a premise and then you make you make interpretation decisions based on that premise and you inherit the role mm-hmm. the way you want to. And they probably gave him backstory and you, did, you hated your father and blah, blah, blah and whatever. And then the actions that we see on screen come from the well the dialogue comes from the script but the actions come from the interpretation of the actor of, mm. of the <clears throat> they in, inherit the emotional state of where the character came from and all that sort of stuff that's usually their method so when i see that on screen i usually blame the actor mm. and in this instance that's that's who i blame even though Zack snyder the director i think he's got a lot to answer for for <laughs> some other things um Let's talk quickly about um, the technical, the visual effects. What was a standout? Have you got a shot? What's what's uh, pick pick one um, moment in the movie where you looked at it and said, technically, I really like that. Apart from Wonder Woman finally starting getting into the fight, there was a lot of big spherical waves of energy being used towards the end, wasn't there? That's what I was thinking. There was <laughs> one some, from her and then mm. there was a few from the other guy. There was, a, there was one particular shot where the camera pulled right back, yeah. right, right back. We were and in you space sort of, at one point. We saw a, from yeah, the island. Yeah, you got a kind of a city-sized one. Yeah. But there was, there was the one from in the city where, was, and there was That's all right. these sort of walking electrical fields in between yeah. as it was growing. That's zappy stuff. That's the one that stuck out yes, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. And what happened to, to, to uh, Superman up in space after the... Uh, Nuclear bomb exploded. Yeah. He was all he was fucked up. zombie rin- wrinkled. <laughs> Temporarily yeah. became a zombie went, to survive the he bomb. He went grey. Life sucked and all fluids. Like a, he was a mummy. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. And then the rays of the sun re-moisturized him. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought an atomic. Like what is what is the sun if not an atomic atomic bomb? bomb. Well, that's what yeah. happened to old Mister Doomsday, didn't he? Didn't he get? You know, he, that gave him a bit of a pep up, and he kind of felt a bit more. Up, that's right, up in when well, he. But he's up. also Kryptonian. He needs the yellow light of the sun, probably as well. He's General Zod's body with yeah. mixed a little bit with, 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 legs, with, with some legs, bad yeah. juice in there. Yeah. The legs yeah. juice. So now I had no idea what the hell was going on there. Why did he get a bomb that kind of half killed him, and then he didn't kill, didn't kill him, and then he got better? And I didn't know. I for me, the standout for me was the. Um, the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Batmobile was cool, but it wasn't so much of a visual effects shot. I think the standout visual effects shot was probably at the start. I don't know when it was when it was towing that s- car around and flipping that, like I the never, chase. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it 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 
grappled a car yeah. and started towing it around and flipping it yeah. through things. And yeah, that was very much very speed racer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. When he came around the corner and bounced off Superman, that was my fun. That was my. I, I really. Yeah, that was that. cool. That I enjoyed was cool. That moment mm, yeah, well. I, and Superman didn't flinch. No. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. Not even his little curl moved. <laughs> my uh, my problem with the the Batmobile, like with other things in it, is that I never saw the Batmobile. You saw a blurring flash of... And even the Batmobile itself is all spiky and it's a difficult shape to understand. Yeah, 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 so that was my... And that's the same with the the Bat aeroplane or whatever it is, the Bat Jet Mm. or whatever it was. Even that was a kind of a kooky, weird sort of batty kind of shape with cutouts in the middle that was a bit hard to recognise. I did enjoy when when Bruce Wayne uh, ran into the smoke, the, the dust. The building had come down... Everyone's running the other mm. direction, and he's mm. running in to mm. the smoke, and he just the smoke envelops him as he runs in. Right at the start, there yeah. it was the flashback to the um, the Superman General Zod. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Because um, I've seen a before and after of that shot too, and there's no smoke in that shot. The whole mm. thing is the whole thing is CG. Oh yeah, nicely mm. done. And it's really nice to get someone to creep into the smoke, like to to emerge uh, or to merge in nicely, seamlessly into. That volumetric smoke coming so out of it. So probably motion tracking a 3D collision object. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really nice. It was really nice. And probably rotoing the character running so that they could am- amend the Z depth um, manually. As he's going in, they're changing the transparency of the smoke in that specific area differently mm. to the actual smoke itself. Mm. And that way you get them to go in at a different rate. Mm. Um, I thought that was very good. Um, the, anything from that early scene where he's running around traffic and driving all over that mm. was, most of that was yeah. CG mm. yeah what do you think of the uh, Doomsday well lots of people complain that he's the uh, is he out of the Hobbit or he's a cross between the cave troll <laughs> and uh, the abomination from um, from the Hulk from the Hulk yeah. are we running out of you know Monsters, maybe <laughs> is that the deal? Maybe, yeah. I mean, that's what he looks like in the comics. Just a big, yeah. big guy with weird protrusions coming out of his body. I don't know if they were crystals or bones Did, or what. Am I right in thinking be. that she, he took the sword of her at one point and shoved it into his hand, into his stump? No, no, no. His bones grow out of there. I thought, I thought it was the no, sword. Got, Cause she dropped the sword at some point. Like he, uh, she cut his hand off, but and then something happened and she dropped the sword. And I thought that he, he picked it up and shoved it in there. And that's mm. and then it fused onto the sword, oh, and that's what that's why it was able to pierce Superman. Mm. That and the fact that there was Krypton uh, Kryptonite in close. I'd have to rewatch now. I'm confused because yeah. if I could just go off my memory, mm. <laughs> look at the studs on his on his boots here. I thought yeah. that was pretty funny too. It was a wild outfit. The, uh, <laughs> the, the armor, the the Robo Bat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Batman's Robo suit. All right, yeah. let's, let's have a look at some numbers, gentlemen. Let's have a look at some numbers. This here. Well, first, let's, let's throw this one up here. Let's, this is a superhero smackdown where we're looking at um, Age of Ultron, Iron Man 3, Batman vs. Superman, and The Dark Knight Rises. So All of these very similar budgets. Years. 2012, 13, 15, and 16. Look at the budgets. Um, they're so identical except for Iron Man 3 there. $250 million for Age of Ultron, $250 million Batman, Superman, and uh, $250 million uh, Dark Knight. Very similar spending. Very different earnings. 
100 million more for Dark Knight than Batman Returns. And, well, Marvel sort of leaves them for dead as well there mm. in uh, Age of Ultron. But not a huge jump. I mean, 330 million is, is pretty respectable. Um, it's pretty respectable. It's the lowest out of all of those things on the page there. Mm. Well, there's Which some others here. There's um, yeah, you didn't you didn't really double your your budget or anything? No. It's well, let's a hundred million. Listen, it's, it's only eighty million over. Two hundred fifty million. Um, it did a three hundred and thirty million domestic, five hundred and forty-two million, or nearly six, uh, nearly five hundred and forty-three million. Foreign, it took for a total worldwide of 873. So those numbers we looked at before were domestic. Okay. Those four movies were mm. compar- comparative uh, on the domestic market. Um, it had a pretty strong opening weekend. 166 million is nothing to sneeze at, but who wouldn't want to go out and see Superman versus Batman? Mm. Um, so it didn't get the longevity of a lot of other films. So I guess there was a lot of report going on via the internet and things like that. So what do we think of those figures? Gentlemen, anything standing out there? But that means the, the so the domestic opening weekend is half of what it actually made. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you'd be yeah, that's yep. interesting, isn't it? And I I think that when that happens, it's about <coughs> it's about word of mouth that happens immediately after that opening weekend. Mm. And if the word of mouth is not strong, or at least on the fence, mm. you you suffer. Mm. And I think that's what happened here. That everyone got onto their blogs and YouTube videos and reviews and whatever, and they panned it a little bit mm. because of the theatrical release was shit compared to the, the, the film that we saw. Mm. And all this exposition was missing. It was not. A, it was a poor film. Mm. It really was a real major mm. cock up. But what you're saying is they didn't make a poor film. <coughs> they just. After but, they made a good film or acceptable <laughs> yeah, film, they, they turned it into a poor turned film. it into a poor film. That's exactly right. They cut out bits. It makes you it. wonder who's calling the shots, because from mm. my perspective, Marvel <clears throat> could quite literally make shit films for the next twenty years, and it's not going to matter because they're still going to be able to get the two hundred and fifty million to make each one of them on the profits from Star Wars movies, mm. or the profits from Pixar films, or the profits from Disney animated films. Mm. This is DC. Where are they getting all their money from? Comics and cartoons. I don't know. Are you, do is you, this DC? Do you know? Who's the production house? Well, it's DC's. Is it? I've got yeah. a feeling, yeah. Well, it's Warner Brothers distribution, but yeah. I would say it's DC budget. This $250 million is probably come, most of that's coming from DC. It'd have to be. I don't know. I don't know what the, the signing deal could be. Mm. It could quite literally be a signing of the rights to a production house and the old school way of doing it rather than the Lucas model of owning everything mm. that Disney have now taken on. They always do seem to be just a bit behind the old Marvel guys, don't they? I just don't. I think they're playing catch-up. <coughs> yes, And, and in sport, it, this happens all the time. If you... You're reacting. Yeah, not. if you're if you're just hell-bent on catching up, mm-hmm. you mm. play a different game, man. You yeah. don't play for keeps. I, I get the feeling, but this is totally anecdotal, that, they, that it's the other way around in the TV, on the, in the TV shows. They both have their, yeah, I think their ongoing right. little TV series. Yeah. Marvel has Daredevil. D- DC's kicking goals mm-hmm. on the television. And, and, and I, th- I think, and I, I wish I had looked, prepared that and looked up the numbers, but I've got the feeling that the DC shows are yeah. getting a better audience than all the Marvel sh- TV the, shows. The... the, the um, the Iron Fist thing that they Which released Marvel last, last and week. Marvel and Luke Cage and Jesse. Panned big time. Jesse mm. McJesse's in. 
versus Supergirl and the Flash and Arrow and yeah, yeah that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think DC are doing good things in TV in TV space. But you're right, and Marvel have not kicked. They sort of flogged the they tried Agents, Agents of, Shield, of Shield. They flogged that, that. I think yeah. that's into its fourth season or something. It's and apparently got better, but I never watched past the first few episodes. The first, I watched boring. the first season-ish, I mean, a couple out of it. But because yeah. um, I did like the guy that w- that the series was based around, you know, the agent, yeah, yeah. the guy that died in the yeah, came, then came back, came back. Um, and I was always a huge Daredevil, Daredevil comic fan. I read, you know, for decades I read Daredevil, mm. and that was really keen to see the TV show and I only saw the first season and then yeah. didn't return back to it. Hmm. So, yeah. The, the interesting thing I think is that it's there's something in the medium, not the message, you know? It's, know. it's not that DC isn't making good stories or their characters aren't as good. Is it? Is it the fact that if they can be doing good, If they can be doing good in one medium but not in another and it's reversed. Yeah. No, you can't just trash beat DC for this because the Batman movies were really good. Well, that's the right. Batman. That's right. The, Batman, the Batman movies were good, and there have been some good Superman films as well. But that's what I'm saying, that there's something else at play. It's not just yeah. that it's DC is bad for some reason. Do you, do you think sometimes it comes down to who's on the board? Yes. Who's, yeah. who's pulling the shots at an elite level? Yeah, yeah. And I think they get, they've got it wrong. Yeah. And if they answer to nobody, right, if there's nobody above them, if it's just a board of directors that are sitting on the top there mm. and they're pulling these <clears> shots... Um, could we potentially see the death of DC films? Do they put all their eggs in in the basket? The other thing that with the uh, DC being successful with TV, when you think about it, what is a comic book? It is episodic. Mm, that's a good point, isn't it? Like mm. superheroes are, it's their talk, their stories are episodic. Mm. They have to be episodic because they can't bloody die most of the time. Mm. You know, we know that. You know, mm. we deep down we sort of know that they can't really die. Um, so. Have DC realised that when it comes to their film property, their 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 TV properties, and then they haven't quite worked out how to get that right on the film level the way Marvel have? Because Marvel certainly have. I don't think Marvel have made a bad film for a few years now. Mm. Yeah, they've got something worked out, and they're on a roll, obviously, and they've got a system or something rather. I'm looking forward to when Marvel take back. <clears throat> Uh, am I right in thinking they're about to take back um, X-Men rights or they may, might, have, might have already taken them back? Because you know how Sony Sony owned the X-Men there? Not yeah, sure. I'm not up to speed with the rumours, but I've heard similar things, but probably because you told me. Yeah, I think I think Sony has some sort of distribution or, or They had or the Spider-Man problem. To, and so and Spider-Man's part of that as well, but I think they've... They've regained that back now, haven't they? Well, he's in the in the he's now in the yeah in the law of the movies. I I, I think yeah we we I mean I don't mind I I think the landscape is I was just pretty think- healthy as far as superman superhero movies if we only had Marvel. I'm just quickly thinking about Zack Snyder and the the movies that he's made. Yeah, it's this one. Um, Man of Steel so that's interesting you can see a bit of a parallel there but then there's Sucker Punch I didn't sort of twig <laughs> that he'd made Sucker Punch and if you yeah. look at Sucker Punch too it made 40 million have a look what it cost <laughs> what did Sucker Punch it cost 82 uh, but that yeah. was a horrible I don't know if you've seen it but yeah I have, I have seen it don't, don't see it again yeah. it's, it's Sucker Punch bits of that's Sucker that's where the music came from Oh, you reckon? Yeah, it's in Sucker Punch. You reckon? Yeah, yeah, there's a fight scene in Sucker Punch. I can guarantee it. I'm going to have to look it up. 
what I, where I was going is Sucker Punch is a fight scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it would be better as a music video with yeah. fighting chicks. Yeah, I just remember in that film there's this wah, wah, this this epic sort of rock like the battle thing with on. the with the dark samurai. Yeah. Those three samurais. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. But everything else, I don't care. That, that that's just sort of yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Three hundred. Three hundred. He wrote as well. Yeah. He wrote three hundred. And I think. There's not much story in 300. No, well, 300 got much more. <laughs> and let's, that let's be honest. Let's be honest. That story was written centuries ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? So the writing Some other credits. Some wrote that story. It's pretty loose uh, ownership of the writing credits for that. And he wrote the second 300 as well, which didn't do much. What, 600? No, that's 300. 301. There was, there, there was a, <laughs> 302. There was a, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and the other one. Watchmen. Yeah. I have to go back and watch Watchmen again because I think it's one of my favourite movies. <laughs> oh, right. Wow. I, I think it's a flop. Do you? Mm. Yeah. As a film, it's a flop. Okay. But this as, is probably not As the- a narrative property, I think it's brilliant. And I would right. love another director to come along and redo the whole thing. Well, then what's the flop part to Watchmen? I, the... the, the once again, the directorial interpretation of the script, and the mm. script is the graphic novel, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well, the directorial interpretation of that is it's, it's not there. It's not on screen. It comes from the music and the audio and yeah. when do you slow down and when do you speed up, when I say, the pacing of it. When I say I have to watch it again because I, I kind of have a I, – I watched it sporadically. I don't think I watched it all the way through in mm. one hit. Mm. But – one that, well, I did like the. Well, anyway, we're not. We'll, we can talk about Watchmen another time. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe we're seeing a bit of a pattern emerging with Zack Snyder. And I've been movies. aware of it. That that cost 130 million, man, and it only made 107 domestic. Yeah, that's a flop. <clears throat> like yeah. when you're out spending 130 million, you want more bang for your buck for that. Like, look at the worldwide 185 million. Mm. Right, they made fifty million on that film, and it was one of the biggest movies going around. What about three hundred? Have you got that? Well, three hundred would have been um, uh, worldwide four fifty. Yeah, yeah, for two. Sixty-five million budget. So um, sixty-five. Two hundred and ten. This is the movie where Zack Snyder got enough wind in the sail for people to back him mm. to make Didn't other make movies. make garage or something or other? Well, he teamed up with the little-known, lesser-known Animal Logic to make it all mm. come to life. Um, and it was easily the most successful green screen mm. backlot film mm. ever made. Um, and it, it was a good film. Mm. I mean, it had everything. It, the, mm. it had guys killing each other, right? <laughs> All in loincloths and and baby oil and rinse and repeat. So there's your audience. There's both <laughs> demographics of your audience looking up. Yeah, um, and I think that maybe the quintessential Zack Schneider sort of experience, where it's that big, I don't know, visual kind of experience. Think about Sucker Punch. It's the same sort of. A let's deal. be honest, right? It was a visual movie representation of a Frank Miller graphic novel. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. How do you go wrong? Exactly. How can you go yeah. wrong with that? He's right? even got it's the a, art style in the graphic it's an novel. It's story of 300 guys defeating millions, you know, and it's a graphic novel. But, and the the shots from the film were from the graphic novel. Yes, exactly. It's already storyboarded for you. You can't yeah. go wrong. Which came first, with, though? Uh, did this come City. Be- they did the same thing there. Yeah, it we exa- absolutely. Yeah. Did this come before... Um, 
Watchmen. It's 2006. Yes. yes Watchmen is 2009. So I would put to you that his success in this landed him Watchmen. Uh, and then Sucker Punch, then Man of Steel. Which I think is Steel. also a graphic novel. I think Sucker Punch is a graphic novel. Maybe. I'm pretty sure it is. Really, Sucker Punch is a, is a rock video. Like it's mm. a, Yeah, that's what I said. It should be a music it's video. A music video. Or a, yeah. It's really what it is. Yeah, a long fight scene. Yeah. So I'm anyway. with you, Dan. I think mm. there is um, there is an, a, an odour associated with this director. And you know what worries me the most? Mm. He has <coughs> massive pull in DC. He was the executive director on um, Suicide Squad. Yes, and I think I've got him down here for Suicide Squad 2. And, and that didn't go so well. And I think he's got some major pull when it comes to Justice League. If he's not the director, he's he's a major producer. Mm. And he's being my perception of him in DC Universe is that he is a go-to guy about how to make the movies. Mm. My problem with that is... Look at your track record, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, why are we trusting our entire franchise on a guy that has not fronted up with the goods? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not JJ. Look at JJ Abrams, right? Mm-hmm. He's had the success, mm-hmm. hasn't he? So he can rightly be this executive guy that sticks with the franchise and be the and he's like this overseeing person. That's the sort of thing that they're doing with Snyder, and I just don't see whether. I just don't see it. Yeah. Where is it? Where's that coming from? And that's what makes me think that there's somewhere there's a board of directors, somewhere there's a some guys in 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 some room that get together and he's in their ear. Mm. He's got them. They they're buddies. There's a buddy thing going on there because you can't how, how you can't throw someone a hundred and thirty million dollar bone and not get what you should it's not only should it be brilliant it should be setting it up for the next film and the next film and the next film whereas at the moment everything's in the air you, we don't it hasn't Ben Affleck pulled out of the next Batman I heard yes I think he has yeah I think he's doing the Justice League thing and then he's gone yeah yeah it always is a bit weird that you can get with so much money and you can't somehow make it awesome yeah it's just like I don't know. I'm sure it's difficult, but uh, <clears throat> surely you could hire somebody to make it good. So anyway. I, so I had another one here. This is all the mm. Batman films. And it's, so, it's currently sitting at third. Well, there you go. That's not too bad. And this would be adjusted, I would say. Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah. I give Dark Knight my thumbs up. Yep. So they got the Lego Batman movie and the Killing Joke animated film, <laughs> yeah. but they don't have the 1965. No, they don't. Can't get rid of a bomb of it. No, they there. don't. Oh, because that's probably made straight for TV. Maybe that that wasn't the movie. What was that one called? Batman the movie. Batman the oh. movie. It was too. <laughs> God, Batman. it's not that. Oh no, no. No, it's Batman. probably not in there because it was a wasn't a cinematic. Yeah, you're right. Film it was a TV. Yeah, yeah. made for TV film. Yeah, and it's. Magnitudes above anything here, anyway. And the budget is magnitudes below because it's, all the sets were already built, all the costumes were there, the actors were already on the payroll. Yeah. Did you notice in Batman, Super, Batman versus Superman, they squeeze the living hell out of the um, the helipad set? Yeah, they kept reusing it, kept which is good. It kept coming back. I liked it. At one point, Doomsday landed on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Leaped up and then landed on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
the Lex's Superman nearly burnt Lex's head off until he saw the photos of the mother and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Lois got chucked off it. That's right. Yeah. Um, Lex took off in a helicopter <laughs> off it. Everything was going on. And, and I, fe- I remember by the fifth time I'd seen it, I thought, they're proud of that sound. Whoever built that sound, like, yeah. <laughs> the bloody airtime. Yeah. So this is interesting, though. There's a $2.4 billion um, franchise in the Batman, in Batman alone. How much is Bruce Wayne worth? Mm-hmm. Two point mm. $2.4 billion. Exactly. <laughs> Although you do have to throw in Robin and Batman suits with nipples and things like that to make up that. What's the yellow mean? Is that the average? Um... Couldn't tell you actually. I'm not sure. Maybe they're still running. They're still. Uh, it's yeah. still at cinemas at the moment. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good that not it's it's leaped that. these other ones. That the Lego Movie. That's a that's an animalogic film, mm. and it's leaped all of these other. Technically, the Lego. We'll do the Lego Movie at one point, mm. and have a, it's the the Batman one. I think is probably better for us to do. Well, this is 1992, and the other one is uh, is this adjusted for inflation? I believe so, but we can have a look up here. Yeah, adjust our actuals. Um, there we go. That looks yeah. a bit better. 3.3 billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where's this? Ooh. Batman so Returns is now up there. Yeah, 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 that's right. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and see... It's a blur for me. These Batman Forever, Batman Returns, uh, Batman and Robin, they're just all a blur to me. They mm. all roll into one film now. Mm. At one point there, there was... Luckily, the actor who played Batman always changed. Sometimes it's George Clooney, sometimes yeah. it's Val Kilmer, and that's how I can tell them apart. Yeah. <laughs> who played but Batman I can't remember from the titles, like Dave says. Yeah, yeah. Is Val Kilmer yeah. in that one? Yes, or that's is... a, that's a, Batman Forever is the Val Kilmer one, Batman <laughs> and Robin is the George Clooney and one. And Batman yeah, okay. is Michael Keaton. Batman uh, is Michael Ma- Keaton. Michael that Keaton. is 1989. Yeah, that's the Tim Burton version. Which I think. So hang on, and that one's right up the top. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit, it's a classic, man. That's it's where a good Batman film. was taken seriously as a film. This is the first Batman movie. Yeah. He went dark, ever, I think. Right, he went Actual dark. cinema movie. And Jack Nicholson got to have yeah. a good bad guy, man. And yeah. he was crazy as shit, and yeah. he was good crazy. <laughs> yeah, put him up against Lex Luthor, right, and mm. hold those two up, and then you'll see good crazy on screen, and then shit crazy on screen. Mm. Yeah. A very experienced actor, I suppose, is also making the difference there. All right, so let's um, let's roll this thing up, okay? Yeah. Um, let's give it a score out of. I'm going to jot this down. <clears throat> Where's my pad? All right, I'll have to use some digital uh, means here. Um, let's give it a score. First of all, out of five, four. Story. What were our criteria? Remember the other week we came up with it was. We always reinvented new like criteria story. for every movie. It's it's a special and then system. E- we everything use. else or something. <laughs> Those special effects. I think that you usually have. Right. And uh, it should be yeah special effects. It should be the story, mm-hmm. and then you know um, some random other score associated with acting and people and sets and. All right. Well, let's, presentation. Let's start with the story first. Give me a score out of five, Tom. Two. Two out of five, Dan. Too busy. Two out of five. (laughs) And I'm going to give it, I'm going to stick with you guys and also give it two. So, um, technical. 
so this is um, everything everything other than story is really technical it's a Zack Schneider film it's got all the bells and whistles um I don't know, cinematography. They've got the cameras moving around and they don't have them just sort of sitting there doing nothing. You know, they've got um, visual effects, you know, coming out the wazoo. Yeah, I don't know. Give them a good... It's still busy, so I'll give them a good, you know, four plus. Four. Tom? I think my problem is I have to be recalibrated. I think I'm thinking about the technical in the wrong way because when you review a blockbuster film that had 250 million thrown at it, and uh, we are special effects people, and we like to see that we like to think that we can see bad special effects in a mm-hmm. film. Yep. Those films rarely have bad special effects. Yes, so I agree. Every time we review a film that is a modern blockbuster mm-hmm. action film, and you ask me how good was the tech, I'm tended to go four or four yeah. one four and a half out of five yeah. or, because that's what that's the kind of movies which so what what is i have to sort of calibrate myself yeah what would be a one out of five movie a one out of five to me is something that clearly has uh technical problems that wasn't it, it's for me it's execution right and innovation so if it's got Poor execution and no innovation, it's a one, right? If it's got excellent execution and some real innovation there, it's a five. That's hmm. my sliding scale. Okay. So if it's got great explosions, but it's explosions and smoke and, and more debris falling down, it's three, fantastic. Three, three it's, and a half. Yeah, well, then that's what I'm giving it. And that's what I would have given yeah. it as well. There's nothing wrong with it, right? But not enough right with it to be in my high end of the scale. My, my scale was just a whole bunch of lot simpler. Was it just, a, does it look good? Yeah. Yeah, but they all look good because these yeah, yeah. are... Because it's 130 are, million. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but that's that's the game we're playing. But, yeah. we, I mean, maybe if we have... By definition, it's a good-looking film. Otherwise, it wouldn't be the kind of movie that we chose to review in this context. And and we've said this before. It seems to be the easiest thing to do is to get the, the VFX special effects looking good. Because yeah. if you look at a film like Logan's Run, mm. the special effects don't come close to this but you have to look at Logan's run in the context, in context of 1967 yeah. uh, 76 yeah. and then it's suddenly also a 4 out of 5 mm. because it had innovation it's, yeah. it showed some really good you know the, those map paintings still stood up 10-15 ten, ten, years later okay so what do you give the Phantom Menace I would give the Phantom Menace the same um, probably 4 I think it's probably got innovation. I'd say it's four. It's probably got innovation, but then it's got all those static cameras that are just sitting around doing daytime television stuff. I I still think that there is enough innovation in that film and enough wow factor for seeing, um, you know, the way they executed that pod race and, you know, that silver ship in space and the way they got that to work, you know, having a reflective ship in a in a black void and getting it to read and True. I think just technically um, I have to commend that film for what it achieved and I would say it's at least a four out of five alright that means that all films get four out of five for their visual effects that's what I'm no, saying no no not all no no because this one may have had more shots in it it may have had more matte paintings in it but it didn't they didn't reinvent anything they didn't get, there was no new tech they weren't I'm not looking mm-hmm. at anything that was not in the Marvel movie two years mm. ago. 
But then what do you do when you compare the the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, 19, uh, 19, 2001, I think, to The Hobbit from 2012? Four out of five. They're great, great think novelty, you know, scale problems that they had to solve with, with the Hobbit making me, uh, actors sorry, look the, like midgets. The Lord of the Rings Fellowship is four and a half for me out mm-hmm. of five because it had so much innovation. There were so many technical challenges for that. Yeah. And the digital, you know, the way they tackled digital and said, just bring it. And um, the forced perspective, they were, they were using old techniques and new yeah. techniques. And it was just brilliant. So they innovated all that. It's and then, probably one of the best technical achievements in the last 15 years. But then the Two Towers, they just reused that stuff. Absolutely. So, then, so Two Towers came back. I would say Two Towers is three, three and a half. Because right. they didn't invent enough new stuff for you. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. All right, so and they should be rewarded for move, from progressing the the industry forward. I don't, don't think we've achieved too much here. <laughs> well, you, you said four, you gave it four. I know, and I'm happy to admit that the scale is wonky, and will always give that result, and, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah so yes, in, in words, it was you know mundanely excellent. Should we? Should we? <laughs> excellent as always. Next time. <laughs> Next time we do our rating system, not only will we we'll have, a new one, we will yeah. have a spreadsheet ready, right, that <laughs> is just easily filled in, yeah. okay, we just put the movie in, it's got tick, 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 um, but I think we'll have three categories next time, right, okay. we'll go narrative, mm-hmm. story, we'll go visual effects, and then we'll go everything else, and everything else can be incorporating um, cinematography, music, just the rest of it, production, mm. let's call it production. Mm. Um, I, I'm, I'm a very simple person and I have a two-point rating system for films, which is, <laughs> do I want to see it a second time yeah. or not? Yeah. And this is one, nah. That's actually probably well, actually, a three-point. It's a three-point. Is it films that I don't even want to see because I've, I already know their shit? Yeah. Or do I want to see them because I really def- think I want to see Superman, Batman slugging it out, but then once I've seen it, that's enough. I never have to see it. And then... Point three is I want to own it on DVD or Blu-ray because and I've seen I've seen people rate that way as well. Whereas, mm. don't see it, see it, buy it. Yes. I think that's yes, a really that, good. That's how I work. That, that's, I think that's a really yeah. good part and of actually, the metric. That actually, that's how I work. Actually, I, yeah. I see it, don't see it, or, and then buy it. You know, and I don't buy everything I see. And there are films that uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's a crap movie, was, but I own it and I probably watch it once every year because I just enjoy watching that crappy film. <laughs> it was, it was well, that's so the crap. Grade. That's the B <laughs> yeah. grade thing, and that 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 yeah, that just kicks it into another dimension. There's that, there's a whole different scale that yeah. you're on there. I think. Yeah, yeah maybe. Cool. All right, gentlemen, that's probably wrapping it up for uh, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> um, just one parting. <clears throat> this is what I've got on order. Oh. This is, uh, you'll notice it's a model, but it's a, um, a die-cast model, so it's oh, metal, nice. and mm-hmm. it only has 25 pieces, and four of those pieces are the wheels, right? <laughs> this is my kind of model. Oh, this is... Because I, I just like assemble. painting them. You have yeah, to assemble yeah, it. you have to ah. assemble it. And um, you can get it on eBay for 35 bucks. Mm. What? And it's like this. Wow. Now, the beauty of this is all the bits I don't like to do, which is those fiddly little piddly modelling bits, yeah. is done. And all I, all I get to do now is, is... Put the wheels on. And weather it. And I put all the yeah. scuffs and scratches okay. and all that. Put and a little dent in where, where Superman super, has yeah, yeah, Superman-shaped dent in it. in it. Yeah, yeah. Some blue kind of stuff comes off his... So sometime in the next uh, few shows, we'll have that up here, front and centre. And, um, and Leanne has actually added a new model as well. Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter throughout the week. Fantastic. Leanne's addicted to the... Um, 
Actually, just the high-end uh, Lego. The well, Millennium she gets to build Falcon. It, and and, get to just and then we put it in, in the yeah. studio, so it's a pretty good uh, pretty good mix. That's feel. the same one as you have there uh, as the model, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to respray that one. I'm actually going to totally oh, redo that one. these things come up. Yeah, yeah. And the, this comes off. It's even got little bullets that fire at you. <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, Lego, man, they do... There's guys that sit there all day and just play with this shit mm. and come up with that. Mm. That's a job. One all of right. the better ones. Anything, uh, anything exciting on the horizon, gentlemen? Where to next for us? What, are we, what, what would we like to have a look at next as a mainstream video, a mainstream? Yes. Wonder Woman movie. Oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> um, Rogue One is out next week on Blu-ray. Yeah, I've got to remember to go and buy that. That's what I've got to yes, do. Yes, to still do The, the Martian. Yeah. And That's right, the we're do The Martian. And there's a couple of 3D movies, Pixar-esque 3D movies. Moana is coming out, yep. uh, which is stunning to look at, and I'd love to see it in 3D as well. Baby Boss is coming out for this. Baby series. Boss, yeah. very good. Yep. So we've got plenty to look at, and our next uh, review show is going to be a classic. We're going to have to look at some of our classic 1950s uh, B-grade Hollywood monster flick. Battle Beyond the Stars. That's let's just lock it in. The next <laughs> next one we'll do is Battle Beyond the Stars, and we'll we'll have a look at that. Okay, so that's it for another show. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> until next time, uh, it's bye for me. Off it is in, and see you later. What is your